0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Uh, welcome to the Man City Show. It's Naja Roth. I'm back in the chair, and after a week's break, we're back. Uh, it's FA Cup action to look back on uh, against Fulham, of course, riding high in the Championship. Uh, we'll also look forward to our midweek clash with Brentford, and also look forward to the weekend to Norwich. So to discuss that and lots more, I have got three guests. Welcome to Stuart Brodkin. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Nigel. Welcome to Spencer Depson. Hi, Spencer. Evening, Nigel. And welcome to Steve Cox. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nigel. Uh, Stuart, listen, kick us off. Uh, an entertaining encounter, I think is how the Man City website yeah. called it. Would you agree?
2: I agree. I it was a pretty open game. It wasn't really... I didn't think it was a real typical cup tie, to be fair, but... Uh, both, both sides play good attacking open football, and uh, that's the way it worked out. I, I you know you could, I think you could have said beforehand that we we con- we would concede a goal or so, but uh, we you know we we were never really apart from the fourth minute when we were one down. Of course, uh, I don't. I wasn't too worried about the uh, the end result. To be honest, at any point, I I, I didn't feel it was a tense cup tie at any at any stage really, even when they scored, but. Yeah, I think we played well. Uh, great to see Maris but Good good. Uh, lost interest in the AFCON uh, after he uh, departed or his team departed. So, yeah, hopefully, Mane and Salah will be worn out.
1: Sure. From, uh, not sure if I had a huge amount of enthusiasm even before he went or while he was there myself, but uh, not a competition I get too excited about. It's all about Manchester City and the Premier League for me, to be honest, but uh, well, and the, F- and the FA Cup when they're in it, of course.
0: Yeah.
2: Can I just say one thing? There is a player in in Afcon from from our lot uh, from our team who won the Young Player of the Tournament award. I've never heard of him, to be honest. He's called Issi Kabore, and he's on loan at the moment in Belgium with the Troyes. And he was the Young Player of the Tournament. He, he uh, three assists for Burkina Faso, finished fourth. So it could be a name for the future. All right,
1: we'll, we'll you look know. out for that. Yeah, I do like I do like the way you always turn up on these podcasts wearing your city scarf, Stuart. I think I think it's fantastic. Either, either you've got a very cold house or you're just so fanatical, <laughs> you wear your scarf. We
2: um, are uh, in what does it call it, heat poverty or something. So we've we've turned the heating off. No, we haven't.
3: <laughs> uh, Steve, um, your your thoughts on the encounter with Fulham at the weekend. Yeah, I mean obviously a little bit shocked when Fulham scored, but and and actually To be fair to them, it was a pretty good goal. It was the kind of goal that we would have quite enjoyed scoring. And at that point, I thought, oh, here we go. But um, like Stuart, to be fair, we hit back straight away um, within 90 seconds. And and at that point, I thought, you know what? This could end up being a very, very entertaining game. Could be quite a high-scoring game if both teams continue to defend like that. But Mm -hmm. things settled down a bit. And I think the more and more we took control of the game, as is our way, um, and I don't think ever looked like Losing it, really. Uh, I thought Mario's had a good game. Um, and why the hell couldn't he have taken penalties in the way that he takes them now a couple of years ago when we were playing <laughs> Liverpool and he missed that one? I have no idea given how he takes them now. Actually, now when he steps up, I have the same confidence as I have when we used to see Yaya Torre do it because I don't remember ever seeing Torre miss a penalty, to be perfectly honest with you. He would bury them every single time. So no, I thought it was a it was a good game. I thought Foden played well. Um his part in the goal, the, the equalising goal, was uh, fantastic, actually. His run really made it. And he had the sense of mind when he was offside to actually avoid the football. So, um, yeah, no, it was all, all round a good game. And, and, you know, I'm sure Fulham fans were quite entertained by it. Um, and probably 4-1 was perhaps a little bit harsh on them, I would say. Not that, you know, not that I'd take that away from us because the performance was good. But I think 4-1, they don't, don't think they deserve to lose 4-1.
1: In terms of the first goal, Spencer, and uh, Cancelo was clearly caught out of position. I've been kind of putting my negative hat on here for a second. Um, obviously, Harry Wilson down the right and Fabio Cavallo sort of sticks it in and, and it's kind of any criticism there City or... or I, I think, mean, the end result yeah. was fine, but, but the goal wasn't great, was it, to concede? I think a little a, bit,
0: yeah. actually. I mean, sometimes we've got to sort of trust our instincts. When we see a goal uh, going in, as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, great move, great he's sort of a counter-attack from their part. But the he had just too much space as he was coming through, wasn't it? between the two centre-backs. Uh, Cancelo was a little bit half-hearted, wasn't it? Uh, you know, he's not at his, uh, his best in those situations. You know, honourable attempt, good cross... Uh, I think it was a little bit sloppy actually um, but to um, you know we, we turned it round very quickly thereafter and I think you know was it I can't remember eight nine minutes later we were two one up and it was uh, it was going from there but yeah I, I think a little bit of criticism there and it's exactly the sort of thing that Pep will, will be you know you know distressed about because that's his the perfectionism within but yeah I think it was three goals in 13 minutes,
1: I think is actually the stat that we had. Uh, what else stood out for you then, Stuart, during the game? Any, any other sort of uh, highlights for you that you want to sort of pick up on?
2: Well, as I said, I thought Mara's had a great game. I uh, mean, we've already touched on, Steve touched on the forwarding. um I, I, I don't know. I, there was a lack, by the way, going back to the goal, there was a lack of marking down the middle, definitely. I mean, And as you say, it was a half-hearted attempt from Conchetto. But... I thought overall we played okay. There uh, were no great standout performances, I don't think.
1: Uh, good, good to see Stone, Good to see Stones get his his opportunity and uh, and with a goal, um, Spencer.
0: Yeah, a great towering header, and um, he's great, isn't he? From uh, you know, he's done that many times. Um, I was going to say that I thought I really liked the Greelist run for the penalty, um, and we haven't seen enough of that. Uh, And we asked ourselves the question, is this because, you know, it's it's the settling in period and he has a specific role, uh, obviously much more constrained than when he was at Villa. But I really liked that. It was a nice, neat neat piece of skill. Um, He absolutely was going to get that penalty and got it. But it was just good to see. And we'd like to see more of that.
1: And Just building on that, Steve, kind of the KDB when he picked up that straight pass, almost the moment he picked that ball up, you knew we were going to score. Uh, it's just kind of you just saw the the, the purposeful way he went forward. Uh, you saw Maris make the run, you just knew his pass would be inch
3: perfect. And Maris has got pretty good at scoring from those situations, he has, even though <clears throat> Maris's shot wasn't the best. I think it actually went in off, um ream didn't it i think so yeah. um you know it wasn't on target or wouldn't have been on target but i think mara's took it as you could tell by his smile but yeah i think the minute de bruyne picked that up you could tell exactly where that was going and he seems to be hitting a, a really ripe patch of form again at the moment de bruyne he's looking much more like his old self again now and um, his passing is is sort of hitting that kind of rhythm um and he seems to be seeing things in the, in in the way that he used to so um hopefully that bodes well for the rest of the season
1: Can I just pick up on a couple of the kids as well who came on. And I think that uh, Liam De uh, came off, didn't get many minutes, came on, what, 77th minute or something like that. Um, Obviously denied his headed goal at the end, which was unfortunate for him, but does look like a talent doesn't he and of course plays in a different way to any other city player as this old-fashioned number nine just just to do a few moments on this then and uh, Steve your, your thoughts on him and how he might be used obviously we we went into the transfer window which we'll we'll come back to in a moment but just about mm. uh, about Liam Dillat first for us well I, I
3: think He's a talented footballer. Um, He's obviously had an injury um, which has kept him out for the majority of the season so far, but he certainly knows where the goal is and what to do with the ball when he's close to the goal. Um, He's scored an absolute hatful for the um, youth teams. Um, I think, longer term, the only thing that does worry me is are we going to go into the market for another striker, given the fact that, that we've just bought Alvarez who looks to be a really decent striker and actually looks to me to be and we'll probably come back to it a bit later, but he looks very Aguero like in his approach in 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 you know, his control of the ball. And it does make you wonder whether De Lapp's actually gonna drop down the pecking order a little bit, or whether, you know, we we need two, three sort of semi strikers and a a host of attacking midfielders to back them up. And and Pep doesn't really ever look that worried when we're playing without a striker. So I'm really not 100% certain. It's just nice to have someone available where if you need to throw the ball into the box and get someone's head on it, then Delap is the kind of player that you can do that. It takes you back to the Dzeko days. You know, Dzeko didn't necessarily play every minute of every game, but when he was on the pitch, he gave you another dimension and certainly added to the threat that we had up, up top.
1: Uh, and that's my point spencer that 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 is this lad going to be given his chance because clearly he's a talented footballer he's already scored goals for city he look he looks the part I have to say uh, every inch the part and uh, just just i'm worried that you know we we get we've got Alvarez as we've said uh, he's coming he's gone back to river Plate of course who won't play any any part this season, but come next season he's going to be someone who's going to be in contention. You just can't. You just can't see him having a career at
0: City, can you? Well, I think. Well, the honest answer is under Pep. I think you're absolutely right. He's very much in the Jako mould. I was going to make, uh, mention the same thing. Uh, he looks absolutely ex- an excellent player. Um, I think he's not um, uh, a typical um, Pep player. Uh, but of course, you know, in in the cups, the the last ten minutes when we need something to change it up uh, and make a, diff- a difference, then absolutely, I think he's uh, he'd be a, you know an excellent squad player. Um, but of course, we don't know how long Pep's going to be with us, do we? We are a little being a little bit uh, expectant and hopeful. I mean, Liam Delap is, I think, he's twenty two now, twenty one, twenty two? Hopefully, he's got a good career ahead of him. So we actually don't know what we don't know, do we? But I, I suspect he'll be. Uh, in around the squad, um, you know, hopefully for the rest of this season and onwards, but more as a utility uh, player than a, than, a, than, a, than a sort of first pick, so to speak. Can you see him being anything more than that, Stu, as a, a, a utility player? Well,
2: I think he's a great um, sort of replacement for Harry Kane, if you're not going to spend that sort of money on K- He's got the similar ankle problems that Kane has suffered from for a long time. He's, his, his career, or oh, season rather, has been wrecked by injury this season. I mean, he's I mean, he's he is a scoring machine. There's no question about that at a lower level, obviously. And uh, he is an old-fashioned striker, number nine. Uh he's the first number nine apparently according to the city website to play in that position since Aguero came on in the last 13 minutes of the Champions League. We've not, not had an out and out number nine in in that, you know, in that in that sort of period. So I think he could be a good player. I'm not. I'm not convinced at the moment. I haven't seen enough of him, uh, so we don't really know. And Pep isn't isn't really a guy that plays a number nine, but he Pep keeps on reinventing himself. So who knows? You know, he could be an impact player, like Spencer said. I think. Well, I yeah. wouldn't write him off. I wouldn't say he's not going to be around uh, next season. He, he didn't go anywhere uh, in the transfer window. He wasn't loaned out. And the other boy, you know, McAtee, he he looks great. He's played 61 minutes. i totted it up uh, in about five games. And I think he could be a talent as well. We've got some great youngsters coming through, I think.
1: Oh, and what is it about McAtee that excites us then, uh, Steve? You, you've seen a bit of him as well. Have you seen all, 60, all 61 <laughs> minutes of him?
3: I think so, yes. Um, he's a great little player, actually. He's got good balance and poise. He's got energy. He knows how to finish... A goal, and actually, for me, he's a good all round team player. Um, When my son and I saw the PSG um, City under 23s game um, in the Champions League, McAtee, although he was playing it in the evening, he was on the bench for the first team, he actually came along to watch his teammates play and cheer them on. So for me, I think that shows the right dedication and attitude to it. Um, And I hope that he takes his chance when he is, when he is on the pitch and, and does something great as I've seen him do for the under 19s. I think he's, he's a fantastic little player and, you know, very much very similar to, to Foden, and they think we turn them out in, in very daffy, silver-like in in their approach.
1: Sure. And then si- signed a contract as well, Spencer, which is good to see. Nice picture of him and his family there, and uh, along with one or two others. So, so, so yeah, a
0: for extension, I think, wasn't that? Yeah. So it's uh, and also we haven't mentioned Cole Palmer, you know, who, who's you know arguably sort of ahead of those guys, but or is he? You know. So we've got some fantastic academy players, haven't we? And uh, Pep was, you know, calling them out, uh, and, and a couple of others. Uh, midweek so it it really does sit well of course to to combine you know nurturing the academy of players and making sure we're bringing in the silverware it's that classic sort of friction point isn't it but it would be great to think that at least you know one or two of these players could come through uh, as Phil Foden has in in the last couple of years Um, that's the way it should be that's what we want as City fans. Well,
1: we're going to look forward to uh, the next round, Peterborough, and uh, of course Stuart remembers 1981. He's going to tell us all about that when we come back, uh, as well as looking forward to Brentford and Norwich and anything else we might think about. We'll do all of that straight after this break. Welcome back. So, having beaten... Fulham we learnt who our next opponents will be and it's posh posh Peterborough Um, and we look forward to meeting them I think think it's a midweek game um, it's been announced. Uh, the last time I think we played there was 1981. I'm looking at you, Stuart here, uh, because you- you're the one with as much grey hair as I have. The other two have got full full heads of complete dark hair, so they're far too young to even remember 1981. The year, of course, we went on to play Spurs in two finals yeah. um, in those days. Do, do you remember much about that game against Peterborough in 81? I remember the two finals,
2: unfortunately, but I don't (laughs) remember much about Peach. But um, was Barry Fry around in those days? I can't remember. May have been.
1: I seem to remember Tommy Booth scored, uh, yeah. but I also don't remember. I wasn't there, I have to say. Oh, but right. uh, yeah, so Peter, bit of an issue, I think, in terms of transport as well, uh, for a game like that. Of course, all the way over across to Peterborough is not an easy place to get to for uh, Manchester.
2: Uh, from, from London, though, I'm told there are very late trains coming back. There's a there's a, like a midnight train and a three a.m. train back to London, so could That's be a quick, easy, easy drive. Easy drive. Yeah, yeah. Easy drive yeah. Oh, you could drive, yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> very good. But,
2: well, there's a certain Mr. Ferguson in charge, though, not there? I believe,
1: uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, son <laughs> related of
2: related to the other guy, I'm not sure. To
1: the... I think, I think he's his son, I think he's oh, okay. uh, yeah, but I we won't we, we talk, we <laughs> talk about that, uh, indeed. So, we look forward to that <clears throat> in the fifth round. Let's look forward, uh, let's go back to the Premier League then. And nice to have some Premier League action back. And two teams who are struggling, really, we've got uh, Brentford midweek. Uh, this week of course wednesday night um and then norwich city um so i so say two teams really struggling here spencer so your uh, your level of comfort and excitement too you know, if we could get six points here um, which you'd like to think that city of favorites in both of these encounters will will set
0: us up very nicely
1: won't it yeah oh,
0: 100% yeah i mean uh, especially after the last premier league game against southampton uh, where we weren't i don't think as fans we were and duly critical. Uh, we've become so expectant of uh, straight wins, uh, but I think we we would expect no less than two wins here. Um, Brentford obviously got off to a fantastic start in the Premier League this season. Uh, still capable of good performances, I think, even though they've been, you know, not getting the results that that, that they'd wish for recently. So I don't think it'll be any any sort of walkover. Um, but we're definitely expecting to win that. And of course, Norwich are. You know, in Malays, frankly, and I think we'll have far too much for them. So, um, definitely expecting two straight wins there, and then on to our quote bogey team on the nineteenth, Spurs at home. We'll see how that goes. But uh, we're going really to have we're going to have another podcast before that that game,
1: I think. So we'll just uh, we can talk about that with our guests next week. Uh, Steve, what what do we need to look out for? The 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 C word, I suppose, the old complacency word against two
2: yeah, yeah I think so. like this.
3: I think so. I mean, we've been spoilt in recent years. Um, you know, my old approach as a city fan of God forty odd years now is that, you know, the other week when we drew with Southampton, there was a time I'd have been, God, we didn't lose a game. That would have been, that would have been exciting for me. Um, so I think, yeah, you're right. There, there can be a bit of complacency creeping in, and the expectation of actually steamrolling over a team. And Norwich, to be fair, having a bit of a resurgence under Dean Smith. They've probably become a little bit. More solid than they used to be, but still think we should have too much for them. Brentford are struggling a bit, but they actually play a, a nice brand of football and they can be quite dangerous. You so mustn't forget that they held Liverpool to a three all draw earlier in the season, albeit at Brentford's ground, and we did manage to win 1 0 there. Was it 2 1? 2 1. 1 1 was one nil. yeah we pushed ourselves very very tight in that game you know Brentford proved difficult to break down so um, you know it's I don't think anything's a given in this league anymore um, but we ought to be in the kind of form where we can do something it was a good warm up at the weekend against Fulham so I would hope that we'll come out all guns blazing against Brentford midweek.
1: Anything to be concerned about,
3: Stuart, for these two fixtures?
2: I, I think I think Brentford have gone off a little bit, and um, they did give us a bit of a game at uh, at Brentford Community Stadium, I think, and um, they've got a good penalty taker, Tony, uh, probably as good as Mora's at the moment. But I don't I don't really see them being a threat at the Etihad. Norwich, as uh, Steve has pointed out, they they've become a little better under Dean Smith, but not much. Uh, Six points, I think. And to every point we get, every three points we get, turns the screw on uh, those Scousers that we uh, fear. They're the only thing we we fear, I think. So, yeah, six points. I'd be very upset if we got less than six points.
1: Can I just go back to the transfer window then, uh, having talked about... Fulham and then our fixtures coming up and and we touched on Julian Alvarez um, who has been signed in this window, obviously been loaned back to River Plate as well Uh, and a lot of obvious comparisons have been made with a certain Sergio Aguero, a young Argentinian similar similar build plays in a similar way Um, how excited are you about this guy um, Stuart what are are your thoughts about him what do you know about him, I've, I've not seen much I've seen obviously YouTube Clips, which is why I make the Guero comparison, and he's clearly a very exciting prospect.
2: He looks great on YouTube, I have to say. <laughs> uh, the highlights were, really. but I also remember looking at Giorgio Samaras. Samaras, yeah. his, his highlights, uh, real. They look fantastic as well. I, I have to say, some of the goalkeepers in Argentina are not great, uh, but he does score from all around the park, left foot, right foot, headers. He's little. He's a little bit like I mean, at this stage, Agüero. Agüero was talking about him today, actually, saying he's a really, really good player. And they got on really well when they played for Argentina. I think he'll be a hit. I really do. And I don't. I don't think we should think of him as the new Agüero. Certainly not initially. Get him, get his feet under the table a bit. Let him settle in. Maybe a first season might be a little bit underwhelming, but I think he'll. I think he'll be a great player eventually. He's very
1: young. The, 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 there are there are the, there are naturally low
2: sp- centre of gravity as well, but he but he, he can head the ball a bit like Aguero. He's very similar, very similar. To-
1: uh, there are naturally going to be those comparisons, aren't there, Spencer? Of course, automatically, just as I said, build where he's born, all of that stuff. It's oh, uh, absolutely. It's- um-
0: I mean, I, I, I too, you know, we don't know much about him, do we? Apart from the sort of the odd clips that we've seen. Uh, but my son, who's a very avid uh, FIFA player, is absolutely raving about it. And somehow <laughs> there is a connection these days between, uh, between FIFA and real life, isn't there? Um, his South American Footballer of the Year, I have great um, stall by City's scouting. Uh, and I think that the, 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 the sort of the uh, intel and relationships that um that drove us to sign aguero were are at play here so i'm i'm really excited about this uh, signing and i think that uh you know this uh, you know say it's not going to be the next aguero uh, everyone's an individual
3: but um uh, it, it, I, I mean, it, I... it would be nice if he was wouldn't it steve yes uh, uh, look i mean he's a great player just think of how good aguero was and think of how good aguero might have been if Pep had been around at the time Aguero signed for City and had that much time to work with him from a younger age and I think coming over at 22 that's he's got an amazing raw material that Pep can actually use and develop him into you know an amazing what probably will be an amazing player you know if you've got that good raw material you've got something to build on and somewhere to go and it may turn out to be better than Aguero which would be nice. You know, who knows? Big, big time, Steve. Big had time. Had Aguero, then. <laughs> <laughs> and to build on what Stuart said, Samaras might have been good if he'd have been work, he'd been uh, playing for um, Pep. Yeah, can you imagine a Georgie Samaras statue
1: outside the Etihad today. That would be, that would be quite something, wouldn't it? I think it would be. It would be, be amazing. <laughs> not, I don't think it's going to happen it's anytime soon. But, no, no. Uh, all right, yeah, well, this is exciting prospect. We don't know too much about him, but I guess next season will be the test and uh, we'll uh, we'll have a good look at him then. Uh, in the meantime, we've been posed a question by Stato, uh, our good friend Paul Denby, who uh, has asked us uh, the question around the current city squad, if they're all kind of playing at their best, uh, which would be the best 11. And he's kind of come up with a a starting point for us. So I suppose we can challenge that first of all, but he wants us to kind of fill in the kind of the three spaces that are left. Um, So his team is Edison. And then at the back, he's got three names, uh, Walker, Diaz and Cancelo. So I suppose there's one central defender to fill in that one gap. Rodri, and then for the other... The other five, I'm just so fluid, I'm not going to give positions to them, but he's got k d b Bernardo and Foden, and that's space for two more. so uh, first of all, do you want to sort of challenge what he said first of all? um who'd like to anybody sort of want to argue with Anderson? I suppose we can move on fairly quickly and all agree that that's probably a decent shout. Yep. <clears throat> so Walker Diaz cancelo plus a another um where do you where do you sit on that one, then,
0: Spencer? Well, um, we've got one of three, haven't we? Um, I have actually written down here uh, against my... I'm a big, big fan of John Stones and his journey and everything, but I'm going to go with Aymeric Laporta because I think that he's had uh, various challenges to his um, sort of stature in the team and he's answered every question on every occasion, really uh i mean when he came into the team uh he was the answer to our prayers wasn't he he was the sort of the surprise signing of uh uh i'm going last season or the season before last um and he then had uh you know Ruben Diaz coming in john stones came back into form uh but i feel that he on the big occasions um never lets us down and i think his uh is a great ball player the um, great crossfield passer, um, and I think his record with uh, with with Dias in the centre stands up to the the highest scrutiny. So I'm going to go with Imeric Laporte. Okay, and you're happy then
1: with Walker, Diaz and Cancela? Then you keep them. It's just you're not going to challenge any of those. Just Laporte, Steve. Where do you okay. stand on the back four?
3: I think I have to agree with Spencer really because it's quite hard to choose between Stones and Laporte, but Stones. Potentially has more of, is more likely to make the odd mistake. He tends to be a little bit more dangerous sometimes when he's got the ball and distributing it. Not that that happens that often recently, and I don't want it to make it sound like um, I'm coming down on the guy because now he really is good and he does play exceptionally well. But I would say that Laporte for me is probably slightly safer. It's an, opportun- an option at the back, and yeah, certainly agree with the others. Okay.
1: Um, so, what, who are your Additional two, or do you want to challenge Rodri, KDB, Bernardo, or Foden first? Would they be in your lineup? Would you change any of those?
3: I, th- I think it's quite hard to change any of those really because they're all very hard working, incredibly talented footballers and probably the better of that kind of position that we have. The only thing I would say that we probably would want to add to it at the moment on current form this year is probably Mares.
1: Uh, and you can have one more as well
3: because that only gives you 10. Yeah,
0: oh. yeah, we are. I mean, we are missing a player who's been somewhat important to our the last four or five years of our existence. Um, Mr. Raheem Sterling. I mean, the question posed mm. as I listened to it was, at their best, who would you have in your team? Um, and I think it would be very hard to leave him out if we if that's the criteria for the two cho- for choosing because but, but then I guess
3: the best, Spencer, what, a, what about? Grealish though Spencer if it, well, you know, you look at that if you say at their best and I realise that people will say yes but he's struggling to um, he's struggling to kind of you know make his way in the team etc but you know you look at it and you think mm, it, it becomes quite a hard choice doesn't it between the two of them because they can both do something pretty special agreed
0: agreed uh, and of course we haven't mentioned my main man Gabriel Jesus who's also would, would be a contender yeah. his greatest moments but I, I, well, I, as I say, personally feel that um, uh, I honestly would be going Sterling over Grealish eh, for the sake of this conversation because because of his consistency over a longer time period and um, the, the fact that Grealish is still very much in settling mode and, you know, we're, we're still waiting to see more more from him. So
1: so before we go to Stuart, let's kind of summarise where we think we are then. So interested to get Stuart's view as well. So I think you both have gone for Laporte uh, as the fourth person in the back four. So we'll check if Stuart agrees with that to go along with Walker, Diaz and Cancelo. Uh, And the two missing in the front sort of five, the fluid front nine, uh, are Mares and Sterling. Because the question is, as we've already pointed out, is these players at their best? So Sterling at his best trumps Grealish and Maris kind of trumps everybody else. So it means that Jesus is not playing. It means Gundogan doesn't play, Fernandinho doesn't play. So a number of great City players. You know, I might sort of pump here for Fernandinho, but uh, he's a personal favourite of mine, as you know. So, Stuart, where, where do you stand then? Are you going to agree with the guys? Is it? Should we do the easy one first? Would you agree with Laporte, or would you go with Stones or Ake in that position? Laporte. OK, so let's move forward then. Let's have the... The debate then up top then and uh, that front five who, who are your two who are missing from you?
2: It's tricky um, I like Grealish a lot um, he's he is settling in like you say uh, and I like Mahrez I'm not that keen on Sterling this, se- this season or part of this season he's had a few good games but overall I think he's been not great I, I would tend to go with Mahrez and Grealish uh, KDB Bernardo Foden's fine where do, you, where do you play And I mean, it, we've got an embarrassment of riches, to be honest, haven't we, really? I mean, it depends what game you're looking at. I mean, is this a Premier League game against Brentford, a Champions <laughs> League game against Sporting? You know, what is it? He yeah. picks teams, you know, for certain situations, I think, and he's got players to do that. He's got enough, you know, flexibility. So picking an, an all-time great team for this season is, is a bit of a is a tough one.
1: We just give them all sixty-one minutes, Stuart. That's the way to do it, isn't it. And you can, 61, and, and you, you can count every single one of them for us every single week. To I, just part,
2: I can plot all the minutes played by all these players. But I think this is the team we've got out here at the moment is a great team. I mean, you know, but you could you could change three or four players and it would still be a great team, which is Absolutely. which is a fantastic situation to be in. No question. We're,
1: we're very lucky. Talking of fantastic situations, before we go, I just want to share a, a little thought with you. I've had a thoroughly enjoyable uh, hour um, this afternoon. Uh, Gary James, who you all will know, has written several City books. is an archivist, um, lecturer, um, regularly sort of writes uh, in the City programme, etc. And he's doing a project for City, um, which involves interviewing a load of City fans, different ages, different eras, uh, and my dad, um, who you think you all know, is is 101, going to be 102 this year. Uh, been watching City since the 1930s, um, and Gary just interviewed him. And I just have the pleasure of sitting in um, to that. So more to follow, I guess, in the weeks and months to come. Uh, it's called City Voices, uh, is the uh, particular project that he's doing. And Gary was just fabulous with Dad. It's not easy. For, to talk to a hundred and one-year-old whose memory is maybe not quite what it was ninety years ago, um, and his hearing isn't isn't perfect either. But 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 it was just fabulous to hear them just reminiscing and talking about uh, city stories, and uh, more of that to follow, as I say, on City Voices. Listen, let us know what you think on that team. Uh, I'm sure you'd probably agree with Laporte, but that uh, those fronts. Two to add to that five is a difficult one. We've had a go. Let us know what you think. We're at City Podcast. Um, great to have my three guests. Thanks very much to Stuart Brodkin, to Sir Debson, and to Steve Cox. This is Nigel Rothbard saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this show, contact us at playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.